All right, ladies and gentlemen. All right, it's week five. I am like shaking off some cobwebs today. I've been rattling my brain for this slate, and I just, I last two weeks have been great. I felt confident coming into the weekend, confident when I record these podcasts about what I want to deliver and the angles I like on a lot of these games. This week is like very, very tough for me. Uh, I'm going to be kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth for a couple of these, but. You know, we gotta we gotta at least pick our spots. It's probably gonna be more of an NFL week for me for the first time all year. Um, I like the NFL slate more than the college slate, but we, I still want to talk through some of these uh, games. So let's start uh, Friday night. I'm recording this Friday afternoon, but we have some good Friday night matchups here, namely Utah at Oregon State. So Oregon State loses last week to Washington State. We first need to recognize that Washington State. Their offense is legitimate. They have a top offense in the country with Cam Ward. The receivers are pulling in one-handed catches. Just a tremendous performance at home from Washington State over Oregon State. However, Oregon State, completely different setup this week. At home versus a team that stylistically is similar to them. Utah, better defense than Oregon State. Utah's front seven on both sides of the ball is legit. I just think Oregon State offensively has too much firepower, and that's what's going to prevail here. I think Oregon State edges them out. I do not like laying the three and a half. That may even more move to four or more uh, by kickoff with Cam Rising. Uh, Utah's quarterback still banged up, seemingly not going to play since Oregon State's money lines moved all the way to like one, minus 185. So that is the thing. It's not a very good number for Oregon State. You're either laying three and a half, in a game with a 44.5 point over-under, and I think a lot of people are going to hit the under, which is probably good because both teams are just going to pound the shit out of the ball. Um, and it, Listen, Utah's number 10 in the country, okay? They they just cleaned up against UCLA. It is different for Utah on the road uh, coming from home. They have a great home environment, but primetime in Oregon State, we said the Beavers are a brand team. Now's the time to back them up, uh, back up our word, so I don't mind Oregon State money line maybe as like a two-team parlay. That being said, um, I, I am thinking Kyle Whittingham, Utah's coach, you know, he's a veteran, successful coach, smart guy. I do wonder if he's going to try to draw up some things offensively on the road to try to get, uh, you know, try to get something going in the offense if Cam Rising can't play because I think he's smart enough to know that they need it. I'm still on Oregon State. I just wanted to call that out. Speaking of a little two-team parlay, if you want to have some fun Friday night, I do like Louisville uh, on the road in NC State. That may be, you know, it's going to be a tough environment, but I think Louisville, from what I've seen, they have some firepower on offense. I think they can outscore NC State, so I would lean Louisville money line in that as well. But much more confident in Oregon State. I already have an uh, Oregon State two-team parlay uh, plugged in with another play I'm going to mention in a second. Uh, Notre Dame at Duke. I want to touch on this one because it's such an interesting spot for Notre Dame. Coming off a heartbreaking loss. Now you go on the road, prime time, a night game at Duke. Legit Duke team, okay? Notre Dame's laying five and a, uh, five and a half here. A lot of sharp money is going to be on Duke. I've already seen uh, some indicators of that, and I think it's going to keep coming in. I think a lot of people are going to play this angle that Notre Dame after a heartbreaking loss. Now they have to go on the road. Tough environment against a legitimately good team. Um, I always go back to the Clemson game with Duke because everyone keeps saying Clemson gave that game away. I think they did. Um, 
in some ways, but I thought Duke uh, looked great defensively. I thought they looked fast. And then Duke has an experienced quarterback who's going to keep them uh, ahead of the chains on offense. So uh, Duke is for real. But I think Notre Dame's the top six team in the country. And with everyone kind of thinking about this psychological angle, I do think Notre Dame can um, cover this spread late in the game and do what they should have done against Ohio State and close it out with Estime. Um, you know, not a full confidence play here, but I do think if a, if the enough action here is on uh, Duke, even sharp action, I like taking Notre Dame bouncing back and covering, uh, you know, covering a touchdown basically against Duke. Just being, I think Notre Dame's offense line is still great. Um, I think they convert better than they did against Ohio State. I get the concerns some people are going to have about Notre Dame. Again, from that psychological standpoint, it is tough, but um, I think they can take care of business. Sam Hartman, veteran guy. Uh, the game will be close, but I, I think Notre Dame could um, cover this by with a strong fourth quarter. LSU at Ole Miss. Ole Miss is getting uh, two and a half points here, 66 and a half point over under. Ton of money already coming in for LSU, but I am probably there's a few of these where the public's on one side. Usually try to fade that, but um, I like some of the public action this week actually. And LSU is another one just just from a pure talent standpoint. I get this that this is in Ole Miss. LSU, as we continue to say, they're just a volatile team. Okay, they're going to look great some weeks, not so great uh, other weeks. But I think offensively, they're starting to really find their identity. And their defense has enough talent that I could see them just start playing better. And I think this is a good spot for them to do that. I still think LSU finds a way to get back into the uh, playoff picture. Ole Miss, to their credit, has been playing fairly well against the run. Um, you know, they just didn't they just didn't really step up last week against Alabama to uh, have a chance in that game. But they Ole Miss does have talent. I just trust LSU's roster a lot more, uh, even on the road. Uh, 66 and a half point over under suggests this game could get wild. I could see that. But again, I think LSU's defense at some point uh, can start playing better. And th- this could be the week for that. I would lean LSU here as well, ride with the public. It was like 80% of the money or bets uh, has been on LSU, probably the bets. So riding with the public on that one. And a couple other ones to hit real quick. Florida, I've seen a lot of sharp action on Florida. Uh, they're playing Kentucky, and I do probably like that one. I think Florida, another team that's finding their identity, playing better, uh, solid defense, and I like them here uh, against Kentucky. Straight up, you can get a little juice on the uh, on the money line with Florida, so I do like that. And one play that you know I was trying to focus on the Big Ten, but the Big Ten slate's kind of ass this week. So when I was looking through some other stuff and looking through some numbers, Oklahoma started jumping out at me. Oklahoma's been starting games fast this year, at least offensively, and I think their defense has made a big jump. This could uh, fit the label of a look-ahead game for Oklahoma with Texas coming up, but I think you know Brent Venables, I think this team's going to come to play uh, against Iowa State this this weekend, I actually like, like I said, Oklahoma starting fast in a lot of these games. I really like Oklahoma first half minus 10 and a half. I think they're going to start fast again. And that number on FanDuel, that minus 10 and a half is uh, plus 100. So I do like that play quite a bit. 
All right, looking at some of these Big Ten matchups again, you know, not the sexiest slate in the Big Ten, and this kind of has the feeling of something gross is going to happen. Um, I'm going to start with Penn State Northwestern. I just wanted to say that, you know, Penn State's covered every single game. And they're now they're going to Northwestern. They're 27-point favorites here. Penn State hasn't turned the ball over all year. They've just been playing so um, efficiently on both sides of the ball. But I think there's already some chatter around Penn State like they need to find more explosive plays. And coming into what Central Time will be an 11 a.m. kickoff in a in Northwestern, you know, not just kind of a sleepy environment, one of those situations. Penn State's preparing for this game by practicing with no sound, no music. Apparently that's what James Franklin said. I don't have a play for this game, but I think Penn State is just strictly business this year. Um, I don't think this is a game that's going to trip them up. Uh, I kind of like Penn State starting fast. I think a lot of people are going to suggest that Northwestern's going to play them tough early. I think Penn State understands the situation this week, that they need to start fast. They can't play lethargic. Maybe easier said than done, but uh, I, I like Penn State starting hot in this one, trying to find explosive plays. We know they're going to be able to run the ball. Northwestern has one of the worst run defenses in the country. But I think Penn State's going to try to generate some big plays early and then run the ball uh, after that. So uh, first half spread right now on Fandles, Penn State minus 13.5. I think that is in play, maybe a uh, first quarter spread as well. I think, again, I think Penn State is locked in. Their coaching staff's locked in. Covering every spread, I think they realize what type of game this is against Northwestern. Give Northwestern credit for, first of all, that comeback last week against Minnesota. Um, they ruined my parlay, actually, with that comeback. I just needed Northwestern, or excuse me, Minnesota to win. And Northwestern comes back from 21 points in the second half and wins. Bryant, their quarterback, threw for almost like 400 yards or some crazy shit. They had some big plays. So maybe Northwestern, after a tumultuous offseason season. You know, they got an interim head coach here. Maybe they, you know, they're coming together a little bit. But again, one of the worst run defenses in the country. I don't want to touch the full game spread, but I do think Penn State, just generally speaking, comes out and does play well once again. Um, again, all business with Penn State. I think Aller is already showing that he uh, has the moxie to be a big time player. And I think they're going to take care of business. I don't know about the full game spread, but I do think they come out and play well. Um, Northwestern being such a poor run defense. I wouldn't mind if anyone dabbled with any time touchdown with either Singleton or Catron Allen, Penn State's running backs. Um, a lot of You're eating a lot of juice with those. They're like minus 180, but you'd have to think one of those guys is going to find the end zone once, if not twice, in this game. Mich- Michigan <laughs> at Nebraska, minus 17, minus 17 and a half in that range. Um so this is one I've thought a lot about. Earlier in the week, I was all over Michigan. I'm still on Michigan. Um, a lot of bets are on the Michigan side. Again, public on Michigan. But one of these weeks, I just think Michigan's got to put the uh, put their foot to the pedal and score more than like 33 points, which they've scored every single week. Last week, they pushed the spread at 24. And this is the one where I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth. Okay, forgive me. I'm just thinking this through. This game has a weird feel to it. I could see one extreme or the other. I could see I even I'm putting five bucks on Michigan, forty five to seven exact score. I know. Degenerate lotto. But I'm also not gonna be surprised 
if this game just completely gets mucked up and Nebraska's hanging around, okay? Nebraska, so far, their run defense has been one of the best in the country just by the numbers, just by the numbers. They're only allowing, they're out, like allowing under two yards per carry or some crazy shit. We do need to say they've been starting a different quarterback. Now this Heiberg, he's a rusher like Jeff Sims was early in the season. He only completed eight passes in their game last week. So this is the same matchup that Michigan just had. Michigan just beat Rutgers at home. Now they're going on the road uh, to Nebraska. Nebraska's coming off two wins okay, against shitty teams like Northern Illinois and uh, Louisiana Tech, I think it was, last week. But they have some momentum coming back home now in a big game, 330 kickoff. I'm on Michigan. I already plugged it in. But I'm going to be just... Part of me is sad as an Ohio State fan if I won't be able to enjoy what's a potential upset uh, in Nebraska because I have money on Michigan. So that's where I am right now. I just think this game could break wide either way. Um, but again, same thing last week against Rutgers. They're going against a kid who can't throw the ball. Uh, Rutgers breaks a 70-yard touchdown early in the game. After that, it's nothing. I do think... Matt Rule for Nebraska will have some things drawn up. Same, similarly, how I think about Kyle Whittingham, I think both these guys are smart enough that they need to generate offense in these matchups. And going back home, I think Matt Rule will try to create some big plays, maybe like how Rutgers did last week with that deep pass early. I do think he'll try to do that to then be able to lean on his run game. But, I mean, it was tied last week. Nebraska's game was tied at halftime. They ended up breaking away long runs in the second half. They're not going to be able to do that against Michigan, or I'd be pretty surprised if they were able to. I am still staying on the side of Michigan, but there's a part of me that has a weird feeling about this one. Money's on Michigan, but uh, you know I wouldn't mind to see a, a close game in Lincoln, Nebraska uh, against two teams with very similar styles. Uh, Indiana at Maryland. I think I might plug in Indiana plus 14 and a half as a parlay piece. Even maybe even just add it with the under the over under for this game is 50 and a half. Uh, if this game stays close, it's just by Indiana's defense stepping up. Now I thought against Ohio state, Indiana's defense actually looked physical, at least in the linebacker core. They had a couple guys who could play, but at the same time, they're actually just by the numbers giving up five and a half a carry. One of the worst run defenses in the country, uh, or at least bottom, uh, quartile there. So, uh, you know, maybe the numbers don't exactly back that up. Maryland is undefeated. This is in Maryland. Feels like potential let letdown spot for them ahead of Ohio State. I'm plugging in Indiana 14 and a half in some parlays. And again, I think if you're doing that, another piece could be the under in this game at 50 and a half, which just seems high. Yes, Maryland. Maryland's offense has been solid, but I think defensively they are you know, below average. I think a bad team like Indiana could run the ball on them. And uh, I, I just like the points on this one as a parlay piece. Michigan State at Iowa. Iowa minus 10 and a half, 36 and a half point over under. Everybody is on Iowa and uh, so am I. I think just from a pure execution standpoint, this is a night game in Iowa. 10 and a half. I get why this number is 10 and a half because Iowa's offense has been non-existent. But not only is their offense just not that talented after losing that tight end, Lachey, but last week they just played really sloppy against Penn State too. Michigan State is just in bad, bad shape, and now they're going on the road again. Night game in Iowa. Um, 
I love Iowa. I love Iowa here. Okay. I, I get how bad their offense is. I get Michigan State could maybe play better one of these weeks, but I think this is going to be like Iowa, <laughs> Iowa trying to save some face here. Um, I think if they uh, get some momentum, they're going to uh, – they're going to want to keep putting points on the board. So if they do have their way with Michigan State, I think they cover this 10.5. Michigan State, and like the only two real games they've had this year, they've scored under 10 points. Uh, I'm taking Iowa on the points again. I think we're going to see some crazy numbers on this one that everyone's going to be on Iowa. But again, I think the public side on some of these are fine this week. That's really all I had. Um, again, I like the NFL slate a lot better. Maybe I'll post some stuff to Instagram, uh, Fantasy Unleashed on Instagram for the NFL Sunday. I'm going to have all morning this week to dive into the slate, so that is exciting. I rarely get that chance. But, again, on the college side, uh, we're on Oregon State tonight. Personally, I think Louisville Moneyline is okay. I think they outscore NC State. So if that's your little Friday night parlay. Um, I do think Duke, I'm not worried about the psychological aspect with Notre Dame. So I, I like Notre Dame. Uh, minus five and a half against Duke, which is just a little scary, but um, I, I think Duke covers late. It is going to be a close game. Or excuse me, I think Notre Dame covers late. I do think it's going to be a close game. Duke is legitimate, but Notre Dame, again, I think they're one of the top six teams in the country. Uh, leaning LSU, sharp action on Florida. Uh, one of my favorite plays has turned into Oklahoma first half or just Oklahoma starting fast, whatever uh, angle you want to play that uh, against Iowa State. I think Oklahoma is kind of a team that's kind of fallen under the radar. So I like getting some action on them right now. Uh, and yeah, we're on Michigan. Scary. I'm going to be upset if uh, Nebraska pulls a miracle when I got money on Michigan. But Nebraska just hasn't seen a rushing attack like this. I could see Corum or Edwards or both of them breaking long runs in this one. I actually like Michigan's passing game. I should have said that earlier. I think they're going to try to get something going there in Nebraska, I think is uh, susceptible in the back end. Indiana plus 14.5 is a parlay piece for me with the under and Iowa against Michigan State because we can just bet against Michigan State every single week, I do think. All right, folks. Uh, man, I just feel like feeling sloppy today. So sorry if, uh, I don't know. Didn't feel like my A, my A game all day. Everything I did, you know, just one of those days. But we'll see how this week shakes up with uh, with where I'm at right now. And we'll be back next week with more. I'll talk to you soon, Australia. You are.